Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Welcome, everyone, to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here that I think is going to be a lot of fun to have on the show today, Brenda Neckvottle. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. And you said it right. Nice job. I, yeah, that's, hey, that, that's, that's the magic of actually putting an effort, you know what I mean? <laughs> you totally leveled up on my last name. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's, I mean, hey, that's when you've been hosting for as long as I have, I have over 130 episodes. And that is, it doesn't, even if your name was John Smith, before I hit record, I always ask, how was your name pronounced? And I don't understand why everyone doesn't do it. You know what? They do it with me, but then when they actually go to say it, they crap out like the last second, and then it goes right back to the mystery. And they're like, Man, I even practiced it. It's like, don't worry about it. It's all good. I still hey. use it. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. I always, I like to ask it first because otherwise it's like if in the moment I'm like, oh, wait, how is it pronounced? <laughs> then that, that's the worst. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're not in high school anymore. We can actually make an effort to pronounce people's names. Right. Exactly. You know, like it's not that hard. You know, you could you just make, make an effort and it works out. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Brenda, for being willing to be a guest on the podcast. I am excited to have you here. Well, thank you. I'm I'm glad we made this happen. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I like to start off in the same place with all my guests, and that is by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So for those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? Oh, my. Buckle up. So <laughs> what I do today um, is I, I am a serial entrepreneur. I have several business opportunities that I'm pursuing actively. Um, I am a, a growing component and a growing player in the drone industry in the small UAS industry, um, more on the military, um, law enforcement, public safety side of things. Um, I have a training program <clears throat> that we work with law enforcement our instructors, they are Navy SEALs, and we teach them advanced tactics. And also um, that's vertically integrated with all of that is I am an operating partner for a drone range, a training range in Virginia, where we have 144 acres of land use and open space with 50 immediate acres that we can physically stand on. Um, and that gives us a lot of wiggle room. So our training program, we also focus in on forensic technicians to teach them how to fly drones and uh, create 2D and 3D rendering of crime scenes and accident scenes uh, as well. We've got a lot of different, our landscape at the drone farm gives us the opportunity to create very unique scenarios, including uh, flying uh, through a building <clears throat> in a simulated smoke-filled environment. 
So there's a lot of fun stuff that you can do when you've got four seasons growing corn and 144 acres <laughs> in unrestricted. <laughs> you can't have a lot of fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So that makes for some really interesting training. And, and we've got some uh, more immediate plans to really uh, upscale um, the environment to add pressure, add greater challenges. Um, and mostly that's what I do. Those are like the two big ones. And then actually I'm in the process of launching a uh, drone biz academy for anybody who's currently flying drones for passion and they want to actually turn it into a viable business and learn how to make money strategically that can garner their income from five, 10, 15 years and you know, really kind of get in, really get into some good business because the drone industry is going to, it's going to grow 51% in the next five years. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense. That, that, that is really cool. So how long have you been in this industry for? I started it a year ago in January. Oh, wow. So not long, not very long at all. We've made a lot of progress just in a year, which is amazing. I guess that makes sense because I really don't know, man, I'm, I'm probably not running in the right circles, but I really don't hear of a lot of people doing stuff like this. So I feel like you're probably one of the early adopters of really like taking drones seriously. Yeah, I'm not as early in the adopter range, but I am like, I'm like second generation adopter is a probably better way of putting it. Right. Um, there, there, I, I think really the utilization is now really being seen and what the possibilities are. Um, our country doesn't really have a lot of infrastructure in place for it, but it's, but that's the part that's growing. And so there's a lot of opportunity to make money but like anything else, if you're willing to hustle. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of opportunity to do some pretty good work. Right. That's really cool. So, so, Drones can be a couple of different things. So it's the drones you work with. Is that the type that you may see someone, you know, if they're you know, like, like the kind of small personal drones, you can fly around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Drone, you're right. Drones can be a couple of things. They either can be a benefit or they can be a pain in the butt. Um, and, and it's all dependent on how you look at it. Uh, like in the law enforcement side of it, a, a lot of the, the same commercial drones that are available are actually used in law enforcement only because um, their options are so limited, but that's changing. I think Americans are, are getting on board and trying to find new and viable options for it. I'm working with a aerospace company that has created a drone that can fly in a GPS denied environment. It's designed specifically for law enforcement. And, um, we're going to, we're going to be contracted to do all of the training for that, which would be pretty fantastic. My friend, I got to call at seven o'clock tonight for something like that. So, uh, continue that conversation. So, and that's pretty cool, you know, <clears throat> yeah, bringing, yeah. bringing, bringing industry back into the United States for something like this is a big deal in the drone industry and right. being able to work with a company that's that, you know, I, not only do I know, um, but, being able to be at the ground level for something like that. That's pretty awesome. That's yeah. not something a lot of people could say that they can do. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. I love that. So do you, are you, so is what you're doing then? So you're, you, you are an entrepreneur then like, this is something that you started yourself. Yeah. That is so Literally the ground up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of puns in the drone industry that certainly, you know, it's like 
people say, yeah, we're going to help you get your, your business launched. And I just look at them and they're like, yeah, okay. You know, and it's <laughs> like, you know, we'll get you off the ground. And then you look at it just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, That's you don't realize how many puns there are when you, yeah, people say the little catchphrases and whatnot, but it is yeah. it, it's a very interesting industry. Um, it, it just has so much potential to it. And it also has a lot of roadblocks that we have to figure out how to work around. And being that drones fly in the national airspace, safety has to be priority. And people don't understand that. You know, they don't understand that they can't fly their drone above five, you know, can't fly it legally above 400 feet. But when you get 500 feet and above, now you're in the range of what any aircraft, piloted aircraft, the minimum that they can fly in at altitude. So, you know, if you're, if you're not careful, you can, we haven't seen it, but it can happen that, you know, drones can cause some problems in the area. So it's just not, it's just knowledge and education really at that point. Right. So you said you've been in this business for about a year now. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually. Yeah. Which is impressive. So we know why drones are and you know why this business is a good business to begin to to dive into and and the the it really the positive reasons that you're like the positive reasons behind why I decided to do this but like what why did you start why drones like what what was the what was the journey there like why did i pick that one out of the hat yeah um, yeah so it actually started to be honest with you is that my father has alzheimer's and um, a year ago, February, in the middle of a snowstorm and five degrees weather, he decided to walk out of the house and go try and get his mail, which is a 20 minute car drive. And we had to you know, put him into a facility that, where he was safe. Um, but, you know, the thing that I've learned about growing older is it is far more expensive aging than it is having a baby or starting a family. And. He, as much as he was prepared, he still will not have enough to maintain his care. I mean, he's 80 years old. He could literally live for five, six, seven, eight years, and there isn't enough money to take care of him. And when that happens, then you go into a less than desirable facility. And um, so this is, I had to do something in order to take care of him. So in all of these, all of the stuff that I do in drones, I don't take a salary yet. At some point, you know, we'll get to that point. But right now, everything, everything that gets earned supports the business. And then beyond that goes either, you know, expanding the business a little bit, but it's got to go towards taking care of his long-term care. Um, Right. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's very expensive. If there's anybody... When they say put $125 away every month for the next 20 years of your life into something that, uh, you know, appreciates and where you've got uninterrupted compounding interest, this is exactly the reason why. Right. Yep. So that makes sense. So I, I started looking, you know, I've got a background in government contracting. And then I started thinking, it's like, why am I not in government contracting? What does it matter with me? Like my friends that I know that teach classes in government contracting, they're like, why aren't you in government contracting? I'm like, oh, get off of me. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I not? So I started watching the market. I started seeing drones pop up and I'm like, that's interesting. 
And, you know, I tried doing a number of different things. Like I, I tried competing in contracts for like office supplies. And, you know, at the beginning of COVID, it was PPE and, you know, masks and gowns and whatnot. And, and then I tried competing, no, no kidding. And like big cans of, of, you know, food supplies for large cafeterias in the government and, and then, you know, like cleaning supplies and none of it was sexy at all. And, and, you know, every bid I, I put in, which is not uncommon because you're up against some pretty big contenders. It's, you know, I didn't win and, and that's fine. It was a good learning experience, even though, you know, I'm familiar with it, but, you know, I got to learn more about how to compete in the state. And then when I saw the drone thing, I went, okay, let's take a look at the problems in, in the industry and see how we can solve those problems. What are the, what are the solutions? And that's how I've approached coming into this industry is the bigger the problem, create a bigger solution. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And that's cool that you're able to see that because it's definitely something a little bit more sexy than than, <laughs> than gowns and masks and food and stuff. Big ass cans of peaches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, peaches are great, yeah. but I mean, drones are better. Peas and asparagus. So you go big old yeah. cans, finished peas and asparagus. Ugh. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is that 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 is pretty cool that's pretty cool so i wanted to ask when you when you decided to break into this did you have any like so you had a background in kind of government contracting but so would you qualify yourself as an entrepreneur oh yeah absolutely yeah i i I have i have done moderately well in human resources as a consultant Uh, i know my stuff but you know, it's a changing environment and there's a different focus on HR. And I thought, you know what, I can spend the next how many years pushing hard to push against a mountain that's immovable and and the perception of human resources, or I can get into something where I'm not stepping over dollars to get to dimes. And that's how I looked at drones. I mean, it has, it's, it's, it's not even like really fully realized yet. And, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to get into the ground level at something and now I'm in it and it's creepy and scary and it's not, you know, as volatile as something like crypto, like we've seen. And, but there's just so much to it. And it is now really the, it's, it's woven into the fabric of our nation, which means that we've got problems that we have to solve. We've got serious business problems that we have to solve. And if you break in, if you want to break into an industry, figure out how to solve businesses problems and do it well, and you're going to be successful. Before this, I literally, while, I, while you and I were typing back and forth, I was literally on the phone with the FBI. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're excited to come out and take a look at the range and, uh, you know, figure out how can we incorporate our solution into their training challenges. And a lot of law enforcement agencies, you know, we're all talking about that. And that's the whole purpose of it. And it and it solves a huge issue because our airspace in this area is awful. There's eight airports in a short period, in a short span, and they all overlap in the restricted airspace. So there's not a lot that you can do out here. There's only so much because you're going to be in zero grid or you're going to only be in like maybe a hundred foot grid. And that's the vast majority of the area. Right. That's crazy. And I mean, I feel like that's, that's the way to approach business time. I mean, it's like, well, what problem 
can I yes. solve that people would pay me to solve, you know? Yes, exactly. And the bigger the problem, put together a bigger solution. Exactly. Bigger money too. Maybe. You Maybe. Gotta, you gotta do your research. You can have a great solution and people that can't afford it. That's true. So, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is true. That is yeah. true. So as, as we begin to kind of wind down the podcast, I wanted to ask, when you first started doing this, so, you know, a year and a half ago, when you first decided that this was going to be the thing that you were going to stick with and you wanted to do, what was your biggest fear? And did that fear end up coming true? <laughs> so when <laughs> I went to my very first trade show, um, I recently have become a deputy sheriff on top of it. And I was invited into, into a program, an auxiliary program. So I, I've got all the full power as every deputy does. And it gives me access. It also helps me help a department with limited resources build up their UAB program, which is pretty great. But before that happened last year, I flew down to Atlanta, Georgia, walked into a trade show full of law enforcement agents and fire department people. And I'm thinking, okay, I know it's going to happen. I'm going to put my foot through this door. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, you do not belong here. So I walked up and I sat in the front row. I sat in the first table where nobody else wanted to sit. And I literally spent two weeks between that show and the same and a relatively similar show out in Las Vegas, uh, about two weeks later, um, writing down every problem that I heard in law enforcement. But the reason why I sat in the front is so my imposter syndrome wouldn't kick in because I'm not, at the time I wasn't in law enforcement. I, I didn't have a full background and I did not want to, I knew I was going to be up against the wall of with some people who the hell do you think you are, but I don't need to do that to myself. So I literally put my back to everybody and just sat and learned. And it helped because by the time I was ready to start turning around, talking to law enforcement officers about serious problems, I had a general consensus of what the real market issues were beyond money. And, um, so I used my gifts, the gifts that I knew, the things that I knew I was strong at. One of the things I'm really good at is learning about industries. And I've been doing it for years and being able to, and I don't just learn about what industries do. I learn about how industries are broken because that's what I've had to do in HR for so long is how do you, how do you implement a solution into an industry with people problems? And it just, I just got trained at doing it really well. So I navigated through a lot of stuff just simply by leaning in on the things that I was good at, like really yeah. leaning on your superpowers. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. That's cool that you're able to recognize that though. And that's, yeah. Leaning on your superpowers. That is something that I feel like a lot of people don't really think to do. They don't. Know? They don't. And, and you'll be surprised that when you just take a minute and write down, take five minutes and write down what you are good at. And then you're going to take a step back and go, holy crap. I can't believe I wrote as many things down that I'm good at because we're always thinking about the stuff that we suck at, right? But right. if we sit down and think about the stuff that we're good at and then you play in that arena, man, you, you honestly think that I could have gotten a drone range in a year and a half, been an operating partner, and that was my three-year plan. And I had no idea how I was going to do it. But it's because I leaned into my strengths and I know that. Yeah, 
I mean, that's, yeah, operate in your zone of genius, lean into your strengths, and that's kind of where where people can thrive. I think that's great. I think that that is, that is a great insight. And Brenda, I'm sure we could talk about this for, uh, for hours, but I want to make sure I respect your time and the time of our listeners. Uh, if people are interested in you and in the work that you're doing, where can they find out more about you? Absolutely. Uh, they can go to my web. I'm on, first off, I'm on all the social media channels and you can find me just by my name, Brenda Neckmodel. Uh, it's spelled N-E-C-K, like the thing you want to choke, V as in Victor, A-T-A-L. Um, you can also find me on my website at brendaneckmodel.com. Uh, and then I'm pretty easily reached in either one of those ways. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Brenda, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Evan. Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.